Super fucked up, wicked high Don't you ever just wonder why We didn't learn the true history But now they're about to teach you and me Oh, 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 oh. high story Well, cool. I'm Abby. I'm Liv. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's happening. It's a Sunday. We don't record on Sundays. It's a brunch special. It's the middle of the day, which we never do. It's true. It's a brunch special, so now we're all off. But this is Untold History. Untold Where we history. get super stoned. And drink mimosas. Yeah. Where we tell you about mm-hmm. women in history. Who you may have learned about, but probably didn't. So that's what's up. Yeah. Or if you did, I feel like this happens a lot. You learn the wrong story. So you like hear about them, but you don't really get everything that happened. Or they're just like, she was great. Move along. (laughs) She was a nice lady. That's all you need to know about her. She died in next, next date. Okay, next. Flip the page. It's true. It's true. That's all we're we're dealing with. But I'm excited. Yeah, How did you hear so, about your topic? What inspired your topic this week? I found out about her from actually my one of my classes for ASL. She was in oh, my that's textbook. Right. Told yeah, me a little bit about Which is really cool. Movie. So I'm sure a lot of people in the deaf community know about her, but anyone else? Also, can you not? hear yeah, so, like it, fucking really bad EDM music playing right now? Or is that no, are you listening to EDM? Well, no, my fucking asshole neighbors that live above me are, and it's like vibrating the entire apartment. And I don't think the mic is picking it up because I can't hear it in my headphones. But if say, it I is, guys, it, but I do have. Sorry, the entire episode is just a soft like EDM <laughs> in, in the, the background yeah. because since also, like ten a.m. You know what I didn't that. realize what today is the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is happening today, which oh. I honestly didn't even pay attention until yesterday when Max was like, oh, what are we going to get for tomorrow? And I was like, Literally. what do you mean? <laughs> like, what are we getting? And he's like, for the game. And I was like, what game? And he's like, the Super Bowl. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So that's today happening. I forgot. It's happening. That's I don't care. Well, because there's a lot bigger things out there than to watch people get paid millions of dollars to run a, a football up and down a field. Up and down a field. Cheers. Cool. Okay. Well, we were watching Forensic Files, which is a thing that needs to happen. <laughs> has not binged it yet on Netflix. Do it now. Do it now. But it made me realize that because they caught this guy who murdered his wife or whatever, go figure. Like, doesn't surprise me. They caught him because he killed her on his carpet and then he like cleaned the carpet, but then you never clean carpet because then it's soaked all the way down. They had to like go the underside of the pad of the pad. So it was like layers down Ew. in there. And that's how they like found her blood. And they were like, you murdered. Yeah. Cause he like even tried to like bleach it, but then they mm-hmm. saw the bleach residue in the carpet because it was different than like yeah it was just nuts so all in all watch forensic files if you ever want to murder anybody it really shows you what not to do like it really this is the podcast where we teach you how to get away with murder 
Don't are you do as excited as we are? And that's kind of a nice segue into my lady. So have you ever heard of Pearl Hart? Yeah, I want to hear about her. She's had like various... Um, very nice name though. Various character names that have come after that just mainly in terms of like the literature that she inspired because of her whole story but she never had this is and this is kind of why I picked her so like initially I was planning on doing Calamity Jane which you've heard of Calamity Jane right oh I know her yes yes but so and then there's this other one like Kath it's I think it's Kate with the nose or something like So it's all of these women who are outlaws, they're in the Wild West, most of them are running with Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, and they're doing, like, Mm -hmm. hood rat shit under the guise of entertainment, and they rob, and they gamble, and they steal, and they drink. Are these the people that would, like, run wagons off the road and, like, rob their shit and, like, leave people literally That sort of, like, what I'm picturing. That's exactly, that's exactly what we're talking about. But I picked Pearl because she was one of the few women on that list that didn't have, like, this name. One of those weird, raunchy, like, character names. Because there's no actual proof that she was, like, involved in the entertainment side of things because she was, like, just straight up a fucking criminal through and through. So I'm gonna get into it. So she wasn't doing it as like a show bit, she was like, I fucking This is a way of you. life. Well no, <laughs> like, it's it's a like, way of I'm, life. I can't oh, provide like, for myself, all this shit. So wow. I turn to crime. It, it was almost a it reminded me of like the Robin Hood esque mentality of like stealing okay. from the rich, giving to the needy. We're so entitled she wasn't to like this. a straight up sociopath. She wasn't No, like, no, no, no. I really don't okay. think so. I think it was it was born out of necessity. So cool. So yeah, she and it's honestly like a pretty quick little story about her there's not a ton on her life just because like and there's so many like varying accounts of everything because who gives a fuck about she was like literally a gender bending canadian divorcee turned badass outlaw that is how i described her (laughs) what so she um wait can i ask a question do they have accurate record that she was a living human being oh yeah these are just like accounts because she went to prison oh okay get into it i'm curious pearl hart was the first woman to successfully rob a stagecoach in the wild west literally what you just said and we know a stagecoach i had to look it up because i wasn't sure if it was like a train or like an automated vehicle or what it's like the way those like horse drawn wagons come on live did you not play oregon trail come on dude what is oregon trail what is what? that? <gasps> what? I'm what sad. You, you have never played Oregon Trail. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna is like it a computer find game it. or something? Yeah, it's just like from Windows 98. Is this computer game that you like assembled a team? It was like in the 1600s or 1700s or whatever, and you assembled this team to band together in the east and like venture through the Wobegon Trail all the way to the west coast, and you'd have to like kill bears and like forage for stuff. And you, oh, it was so hard to win. I fucking never won that game. I would always get eaten by a fucking bear or like someone. That would sounds pick. so good. That oh, it's so, so intense. Fun. And you'd have so to go good. like you'd have to go like forage for berries, and if you got the wrong berries, you would poison everybody and they'd all die and people would get sick and like hay fever. It was like some aggressive shit for like a seventh grader to be playing. But But you gotta learn sometimes. Yeah, you gotta learn the, the harsh truth of eating like a poison berry versus like a raspberry. But yeah. <laughs> Like that dude in Into the Wild, he died. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. That. So That's she's so like living the real life Oregon Trail. I'm pumped. okay. So many claim that this was the last recorded of heists of its kind, mainly because after this heist happened, it was a successful heist. It was mm-hmm. great. 
But then, like, ten out of stage ten coaches would recommend. <laughs> ten out of ten. But this, then stage coaches became, like, essentially obsolete because they were, like, replaced with vehicles. Duh. Oh, so, so it kind of happened and they were like, this is a poor choice for a vehicle. What are we doing? But also, I just feel like, yes, there are recorded incidences, like stage coaches being robbed, but there's a lot that probably happened even after that that weren't recorded because not everything was recorded. It's like the 18 fucking hundreds. So she was born in Lindsay, Canada in 1871, and Lindsay. she attended this like very exclusive private school. However, quote, wow. direct quote from her mom, she enjoyed adventuring more than schoolwork. And at age 17... Pearl eloped to Chicago with a gambler whose name was Frederick Hart. Okay? So she becomes Pearl Hart. But he beat the shit out of her because he was a super big scumbag. And she left him, though, at age 22. So literally they were together for five years. And then after that, she was like, Bye. Yeah, she was like, no, I fucking hate you. Like, I'm- And this is my favorite part of the story because it ties in a little bit to my little Babs, who I love. Ooh. And so then she made her way to Arizona where Yay. she met a minor named Joe Boo. And so, like, I want to ask you as we go, keep an ear out for some of the- these locations because I want to know if it's, like, near where you oh, are. Oh, right fun. Now. I was going to say, and mining all around the Phoenix area, there are, like, a ton of just abandoned mines and mine towns and, you know, like, it. Like that cheeky little you just posted about it on your yeah. story the other day that little oh. flat, tortilla flat yeah cute like a okay, wait, why are they abandoned now is it because they've been like tapped of their resources or what yeah so a lot of mines they'll go down and get what they need and then like once they can't find any more of like the resource then they fill it in because it's like a hazard because you have to think about there's like the, it's like this tiny little oh, tunnel yeah like earth, literally yeah. into the mountainside and then they would have these towns that are like built up super quick to accommodate all the miners that would come so then when miners weren't needed the town wasn't needed because the, right. it was like so far in the, it would be in the middle of the desert or it would be like on the side of a mountain. Like it would be yeah. so terrible to even like get resources out there that like once they didn't need it, they were just like, eh, whatever. I just read this graphic novel that was like horror, sci-fi, environmental, like queer genre. What? If that, I have to get you the title. I think it's called In the Low, Low Woods. Oh. Andrea okay. gave it to me and it's all about that exact thing like that culture and it's happening in like this kind of parallel universe where when coal mining towns are done they're like sucked into the earth and like (gasps) the people are like these people are so damaged because they all have like cancer and smoke inhalation all this shit like it's such a brutal work and you think about it like I don't know I've also been doing some reading on like Appalachian people and like Mm -hmm. mining culture and like the holler and the Smoky Mountains and that whole, re- like, that's a whole region yeah. and, like, the hillbillies, for example, like, the, how that's a resentful fucking term because it's just, like, these are some of the smartest, most hardworking people. They just happen to be born in this place where, like, this resource is just being overtapped by yeah. the general oh, yeah. public. Like, it's just... Damn. Insane. It's cool. Crazy. So well, that tangent that. over. Yeah, wow. Okay, back to... <laughs> Back to Pearl Hart and her mining, her mining husband. So she met a dude named Joe Boot. Joe Boot, uh, he was great, but he was a little bit of a slacker, and he couldn't make enough money from his mining job, namely because he, like, never would show up, and if he was, he was, like, fucked up, you know? And that's total speculation. I don't know if that's 100% accurate, but I'm just I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I have only been in Arizona for a month, and I have noticed that, like, the drinking culture is absurd. Is absurd. 
absurd. It is insane how many people are I believe like, that. drinking I believe casually that. just all day, every day. Like, so because yeah. he couldn't make enough money at his job, because he didn't show up, he turned to robbery. Um, first, oh, it, he was he alone, and he would just rob like little petty crimes here and there. But then, eventually, the two developed a routine, okay, where Hart would lure a man into their room, and once through the door, Boot would whack the unsuspecting gentleman on the head and rob him blind. However, this play was really risky, obviously, and the couple almost got caught, like, a bunch of fucking times. Well, yeah, because they can recognize her then, and they're like, this fucking bitch. It was in 1899 now, Hart developed this plan, so they had had a couple of those planned attacks go awry. So she goes, I've got a fucking idea. Babe, let's just rob a motherfucking stagecoach. It's Damn. Way more money. It's way less risk. And so, because think about all these passengers that are traveling, have a bunch of money, right? Let's just fucking, let's do it. Talks boot into it. Here's her plan. She cuts her hair all off, just like I just (laughs) did. And she dresses like a dude. Hell yes. Boot holds up the driver of the stagecoach with a fucking gun, and Hart proceeds to take over $400 from all these passengers. Wow, in 1899? That's what I'm saying. That's a lot of fucking money. I'm going to look at the inflation while you're talking. Then she has this, like, minor change of heart where she's like, but babe, give them all enough money so that they can get a nice warm meal when they get to wherever they're going, and they can afford their hotel room Mm -hmm. so they can have a good night's sleep, and then... You know, just give back a little bit, essentially, so that these people won't have such a shitty time when they get to where they're going. Because they've already had a shitty time. We already robbed them. (laughs) Like, we already, we already made them. And so, Hart and Boot rode gallantly away into the sunset, only to get lost in the motherfucking desert. Wow. Pause. With their $12,552. Holy shit. That is a good chunk of change. That's what it is worth today. So, in a sense, in 1899, they stole... 10 grand. No, 12 grand. Well, right, but I'm saying probably after they gave some back, like they they probably got away with 10 grand. Yeah, close to 10 grand. That's insane. That is insane. Cool. And then they get lost in the fucking desert. So they ride away. It's literally like picturesque, beautiful. They ride off (laughs) into the sunset. They get fucking super lost and really turned around. She's not a fucking native of Arizona. He might be, but like he just sounds like a wild card through and through. Um, So after several days of wandering, they desperately needed sleep. However, after the two woke up from their little cat nap, they were surrounded by the sheriff and his whole posse. Uh, <laughs> guess how far away they were from where they committed the crime? 500 feet. Was it something stupid like that? Oh. Three miles. <laughs> That's it. That's as far as they got. They're like, we're fucking lost. Oh my god. I thought I laughed so far. I literally wrote LOL. I'm sorry. Did they like think that they were going to rob this stagecoach and just walk away? Where were their horses? Where were their like fucking leave the people there and take the stagecoach get out of dodge like that's a better idea they did not think this through because the people would have been found like you know what i mean it's like you leave them straight and a stagecoach doesn't show up they'll get found you know and then they could be like thousands of miles away they're dumb god damn it Pearl, come on. So it was while she was being tried for her crimes that Hart is famous for saying this key feminist phrase, quote, Mm -hmm. I shall not consent to be tried under a law in which my sex had no voice in making. (gasps) Dope. 
Uh, yeah, but girl. unfortunately, the judge didn't really give a fuck, and Hart was tried and convicted <laughs> anyway. So she was sent to Yuma Territorial Prison, where she mm. allegedly escaped. After Can I tell you something about Yuma? Oh yeah, Yuma is hands down the worst prison in Arizona. That's like what she says. Yeah, it's dude, the hot right? because it's the hottest because it's literally in the middle of the fucking desert, and everyone it's just torture, dude. I, yeah, people like talk about Yuma here, where it's like, oh fuck Yuma. Well, so when she was sent there, they had no women prisoners, and so they built her this fucking makeshift. Basically, like, a makeshift cubicle kind of off to the side of the mountain of where the prison is. And, like, dude, because it was made out of plaster and, like, wood. And so she, like, there was a hole in it from whatever fucking reason. And she, like, literally broke through that hole because it was plaster and, like, wood. (laughs) And got out and, like, escaped. I mean, they found her because that's the other part. Where are you going to fucking go? You're in the yeah. middle of the goddamn... In the middle bitch. of nowhere. And think about if you escape in the summer, it's like 120 degrees. It's, exactly. You're not surviving that. But while she was in prison, she had, like like I said, she had this special cell. So the other part... So she was put back into another cell. Very so they made her a new one. special cell. like a, yeah. With, like, actual with probably stone and, like, metal. I don't know. But yeah, anyway... I would assume. It, she had, like, special privileges while she was in prison because she was so fucking famous for this, like... She would have reporters come talk to her and people who were interviewing her. What? All this shit. Yeah, so she had these... And she was their only female inmate at the time. So, so she it was had insane, special yeah. privileges to do basically... Because they were like, we don't know what the protocol is. Well, and, and so then... They were like, she can't eat with the men because they'll do right. something to her. She can't shower with the men because they'll do something to her, you know? So they're, like, letting her, like, have her own... She's well, so here's how she gets out of prison. So there's alleged accounts she has sex from, guard. like, various guards that she would play guards and other inmates to basically get what the fuck she wanted. She would just, like, <laughs> fucking... I don't know if it was necessarily a sleep around situation, but she had this way of, like, pitting people against one she another. Was probably very flirtatious in the sense where they like, swooned over her, you exactly. know, like in the hope and that so she would choose after 18 them to, months like, in this prison, she was given a pardon because she got pregnant. <laughs> and what the fuck? And the prison didn't want the bad publicity. Essentially, they just opened her cell door and were like, if you don't tell anyone that you got fucking pregnant here, you can just go. <laughs> just go be free be free be have free. It. i don't know i don't know if it actually happened honestly it was just like a like an alleged situation but she did like have a baby she was pregnant so like she's had up to three kids I are we assuming that she got pregnant by a guard then and not another inmate it was 100 percent a guard i mean aren't you yeah yeah okay just making sure i don't know i mean I'm she could have slept around we don't know it's like lonely times it sounded like it was on her terms yeah? yeah i know like she did it on purpose she was probably be yeah. like I'm gonna have sex with all these people in the hopes that I get pregnant and then they're gonna <laughs> kick me out of here <laughs> so after she was released she had like a brief stint allegedly in Buffalo Build Wild West show which is what I talked about earlier with like mm-hmm. Calamity Jane all these big players um, yeah but there's no formal record of her ever being in attendance at any performance so mm. that's a little bit sketchy um but she lived out yeah. the rest of her life mostly under the radar of the law although there are accounts documents that claim that she opened up a cigar shop in arizona after she was released and then she got arrested again and (laughs) re-imprisoned for importing stolen goods oh my god like via her cigar shop but again those were just like those also could have been like forged documents or another person named fucking pearl 
heart, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. It's not that uncommon of a name. Oh, this was the thing. So she was off the map after that until a census taker went around, outed her, outed her entire existence. She had since married a rancher. Okay, so that's what, what I was going to ask. Did she just, did that dude just have to, like, live out his days in prison? Oh, and yeah. She just, he like, was in left prison for life. He was in prison for life. And she got out. <laughs> and she gets she, pregnant. Like, she's just like, see ya, bye. <laughs> I low-key think she probably got pregnant on purpose. Like, it is the perfect get out of jail. Like, if, if they didn't even want to, like, deal with a female prisoner to start, they definitely yeah. don't want to deal with a fucking pregnant female. Anymore. Oh, like, 100%. She's smart enough to know that if she gets pregnant from a guard, they're going to need to... You know, that's so much leverage because she could sit there and say that he took advantage of her. Exactly. And well, I mean, not then, like they would have fucking cared back then, but yeah. I, I see your point. But prisons, though, it's so different. I feel like they're a lot more like, oh, we can't have a bad rap. You know, we can't. Which you already do, but it's fine. Yeah, but damn, she used that to her advantage, which is cool. Yeah, she married this dude named Calvin Bywater. They live near Dripping Springs Mountains. Have you, do you know where those are? Are those near you? Dripping Springs? But allegedly, it's not far from where the heist had happened that she had gotten initially famous and arrested for. So it's close to that. I don't know where that was exactly. By Winkleman? So it's pretty much like in a triangle. So Phoenix, and then you go southeast is Tucson, and then like Mm -hmm. straight north of Tucson is where the mountains are. So yeah, okay. So pretty like centralized. Yeah, it's like... I would say equal distance between Phoenix and Tucson. Yeah, so she lived out the rest of her life quietly. She passed away at the age of 79. She is succeeded by several nieces and nephews who remember her fondly, apparently. Um, There's not much. I couldn't find anything on her kids. Like I said, allegedly, according to Wikipedia, she had at least three kids that they knew about. But yeah, so this is why I talked about her a little bit because I was like, okay, this is a fun story and she's a badass and I like it, but like, why? What what did she do? Like, what was her legacy? What did she change for us? Mm -hmm. So Pearl's story has continued to captivate audiences, even a century after the crime her story has inspired many people to recreate it um in films literature music there's like several songs written about her fashion there's like this shoe in canada that's called a pearl heart it's it's basically like you know how we call mary jane's Mary Jane's. Yeah. Oh my god. Their Mary Jane's in Canada are like Pearl Hearts. Cute. So she's so she's inspired all of this shit. These are just a few examples of how her story has been interesting. This was kind of funny though. So when you Google her, Wikipedia comes up as Pearl Heart, and then right below it, it's Pearl M Heart. And so she's not to be confused with the badass. This was a lawyer. She was a Chicago attorney. (laughs) Two badass Pearl Hearts. (laughs) Dude. And she was dope. She was like, she was the first woman Chicago public defender. And she represented children, women, immigrants, lesbians, and gay men, often without a fee at all. Like, she wouldn't charge. Maybe you should just do another Pearl Heart next time. See, no, no, no. I mentioned her at this time because there's not enough on her. To, like, do a whole episode. So I wanted to give her a little hat tip. That is fucking Pearl Hart, the badass outlaw lady. Wow. Well, exciting. I'm taking, like, a completely left turn. Like, different storyline. Lay it on me. I'm gonna smoke this joint while you... Yeah, my lady's a badass. Okay, so I'm doing Regina Olsen Hughes, which... 
I'm proud of you if you've heard of her because I had no clue she existed until yesterday, which was awesome. So she was born on February 1st, 1895 in Herman, Nebraska. So no, that's kind of like the same timeline that I was just working with. So that's cool. Yeah, very similar. So she's deaf, but she wasn't born deaf. She was actually born hearing and then she got scarlet fever. So it was really common back then during that time to get like spinal meningitis, get scarlet fever or get some other type of illness. And it destroys the nerves and stuff in your ears and it can like cause you to go deaf or like lose your hearing. So she got sick at 11 and then she started to slowly lose her hearing until she became deaf at the age of 14. So like no sound. I think what was really hard for her and especially at this time, the deaf community was just looked very down upon. You know, they were discriminated against. They pretty much forced. Right. Because it was a disability and it was weird. Yeah. And there wasn't yeah. ASL yeah. to connect people to you. I mean, there was. There was ASL. Oh, was there? Oh, yeah. ASL is old. An old, old, old language. But... The problem was, is in America and stuff, most often if you were born to hearing parents, if something like this happened, Mm -hmm. they would just be like, well, we don't know ASL. We don't know what to do. So either like ship you off to a boarding school where you learn and like that's where you live for the rest of forever until you graduate. Or they were just like, you need to figure it out. You need to speak English. You need to lip read. Figure it out. You know, like good luck. Her entire childhood, she was forced to speak English and write English and lip read. So hold on. One of my mom's best friends growing up was deaf and like her mom was just like that she fucking like very common basically wouldn't accept that she was deaf and like forced Mm -hmm. her to learn english write english like she speaks so well that you would never know that she's deaf and she wears these earpieces that give her basically just vibrations but she's super good at reading Mm -hmm. lips well because that was the mentality is you needed to appear normal if you are different or have you know have a different way of communicating you're not normal so they were like you need to act freaking normal like you need to be whatever normal is yeah so she went to a public school but her her mom did get her a lot of like private tutoring and art because she from a young age even before she was deaf she loved to draw and it was really cute I had to put this in there because she is quoted saying that even from a young age she remembers loving flowers and drawing nature and being out in nature and every so often her and her siblings would always get five cents to go get ice cream cones like at the local shop down the street and she would use her five cents to buy flowers, flower seeds, instead of ice cream cones. So, like, when the rest of her siblings would go and get ice cream, she would buy, like, those little packets of flowers and go and plant flowers and, like, draw them and look at the seeds and, yeah, like, teach herself botany and shit. So cute. So she grows up, she goes to art school in Omaha, and then she goes to Gallaudet University. So before I started taking ASL, I had no idea what Gallaudet is, but Gallaudet Mm -hmm. is this private university in Washington, D.C. that is higher education for deaf communities. So all of their their professors are deaf. All of their classes, like learning science and math and, you know, English and all these different BAs, they're all taught in ASL. ASL, which is really cool. And it was founded in 1864. So it's a very, very old college. And she was born when? In 1895. So it's already been around for like 30 years. Abraham Lincoln actually signed something for this college to be built and made and like government funded to make sure that everyone was able to get a higher education, no matter their communication style or abilities or whatever, you know, so he like did that because he was like, the deaf community has no way of going to college 
college and actually being able to just learn without any language barrier. So he was like, yep, forming this school, which is so cool. So she goes there and gets her BA and then learns six, like she's fluent in six languages. Jesus. Yeah. So she's, she learns, well, at Gallaudet, she learns Spanish, French, Italian, and Portuguese on top of already knowing ASL and English. I wonder if it's like her lack of an inherent speaking language that makes her so susceptible to like learning other languages. I don't know. I I don't know if her brain is just wired that way. Like, you know, yeah. some people just have like a knack for things. I think yeah. hers is languages. She just gets it. So she graduates in 1918 and then she wanted to go back to Nebraska and get a job with like politics. She wanted to be like an interpreter and she calls this senator up that her like family knows and she was like, hey, you know, I want to get a job in like the political office. Can you do you have any ideas or can you help me out? Whatever. And mm-hmm. I had to quote this because I was so annoyed. He says to her, nice girls don't work. You go home and stay with your papa and meet a nice man and he'll take care of you. It's literally when he told word. You. How about that? Yeah. How about she that? was pretty much like, now nah, fuck you and went back to school and obtained her masters by 1920 and she was like go home to your papa yo why don't you suck my fucking yeah. clit oh yeah. my god she was pissed and she was like no i'm not doing that and then so she gets her masters and then she gets accepted into a position to work for the US Department of State as a translator during World War 1 so during the tail end of World War 1 yeah she goes and she becomes and she works on all these really high end like translating positions like translating legal documents for the war translating peace treaties and shit like that yeah like she's doing some shit then she goes and becomes a teacher for like a few years i don't know why but she was just like yeah no no more state department she like goes down to mississippi and lives down there for a few years and like becomes a teacher and then she accepts a position with the u.s department of agriculture as a research clerk yeah so she's doing some good things and then she she, I think this is kind of weird, but it's not that weird because they're not that far. It's not a big age gap. But she ends up marrying a professor from Gallaudet University. So, like, I don't know if he was her professor or just was a professor there while she went to school there. But they, like, fall in love and she gets married in a friend's living room to Frederick Hughes. And that's how she, like, gets her last name because her last name was Sullivan before she gets married. Are you... You're like, I'm listening. No, I'm so zoned in. I'm like, you were just like, Um, I want you to keep going. Okay, cool. Yeah. So she gets married on her birthday and they're only a few years apart. So it's not weird that he was her professor. So don't, (laughs) I thought that was strange, but whatever. So back to her professional career. Is it strange or is it smart? Because then you always remember your anniversary because it's your birthday. I mean, maybe. They end up living like a super happy life and live out their days together. It's quite adorable. So preface, she has had no formal training in any botany, any plants, any nothing. It's all just like self-taught and her love for flowers and self-taught draw, like how to draw and all these things. And she gets accepted into a position to be a botanical illustrator for the Department of Agriculture. And wow. Yeah. So she pretty much looks at all the plants and draws them in excruciatingly minute detail. Like think of all those really cool 
prints from old textbooks, you know, where it's the seed, the flower, you know, and it's all like painted pretty and, you know, separated. So yeah. it's all the like, yeah, I know terms. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That's what she would do. That's what so. she got hired to do. She did that for the next 33 years of her life. So right up until she retired, she, oh my God. Drew, yeah. She drew for the U.S. Department of Agriculture and she would draw all these cool things and she received her doctorate throughout this time. She had her illustrations printed in textbooks, had exhibits at the Smithsonian. She literally had an exhibit of all of her oil paintings at the Smithsonian and at the Natural History Museum of Agriculture and like all these fancy places for her oil paintings and her work as like an illustrator. So I thought this was so crazy. She would use a microscope. So then she could make sure that every plant detail in her drawing matched perfectly with what the plant looked like in real life. So she would sit and study these plants with a microscope and then draw them and paint them in excruciating detail. And she focused on weeds, orchids, and exotic species. She even had two flowers named after her. So there was oh. a plant, yeah, there was a plant species in Peru that they found. And it was like the first of her plant species that they found. And they named it after her. And then they found a unique type of a daisy. And when they discovered that variation of a daisy, they also named it after her, which is so cute. So she's also a really cute old lady, too. I'm obsessed with her. So she retires in 1969. and could, do you have a question? No, no, oh, I'm just, bless my heart. I'm just touching my I know. Heart. She's so sweet. And this is the weird thing. So I only saw it in one resource that I found, one source that I found. But they made some comment about how the whole time that she was doing this, she did it without pay. She didn't have a salary or she wasn't, like, employed. I'm sorry, what? What? Yeah. So I don't know how truthful it is. I feel like it was implying because after she retired, she continued to sketch and draw for the Smithsonian. And she continued doing her artwork and like presenting it and doing displays and like drawing like illustrations and stuff. So I think that part was the not paid part. I fucking hope that the US government paid this woman because... Yeah, so I'm going to assume... I don't, I don't trust know. the U.S. government to do fucking jack shit, so. uh, Yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, this... I mean, all the shit she did. So she is not only the only deaf artist to have a solo show at the Smithsonian, mm -hmm. it is still... She has oil paintings that are still presented in the Smithsonian on permanent display to this day. So wow. her her Smithsonian solo show was in like the 80s and they still have her oil paintings because she made that much of an impact. She has two books published. She has a 224 page book that has every single page has her artwork on it. And then the Department of Agriculture has their handbook that has over 6,000 of her drawings. Yeah. She has over 6,000. Isn't that crazy? Of Dude, the 80s seeds. was 40 years ago. Can we talk yeah. about that for like two seconds? 40 years ago. Yeah. And they... 40. They, this is, mm -hmm, four zero. And this is the handbook that they still use today to like... Believe um, it. Recognize, oh, I believe yeah, it. Yeah. To like... To train. Look at plants. Yep. To train and to... If they go out in, you know, whatever, in a national park and they need to identify a bunch of plants, they'll use this handbook and her drawings to like see what kind of plant species they're looking at. Insane. Her artwork is, wow. to this day, they say some of the best botany illustrations people have ever seen. Hands down the best illustrations. So she has What if two I just, books. like, start drawing plants and, like, I'm good at it and then I could do that? That's 
Honestly, I that's like what she did. I need a direction really, in my life. Maybe she, that's she it. Drew, she drew plants as a fun thing because she was like, I think these are fucking cool and they're pretty and they're gorgeous. And <sighs> then she would sketch them and then one day she was like, oh yeah, I'll be a research clerk. And then a position opened and she's like, well, I can draw. So I'll learn how to draw some seeds and flowers. That can't be that hard. And then that's she so like fun. fucking made this bomb ass career with it. And she was just I'm like, obsessed. Yeah. yeah. What? This is so all cool. from your and schooling. All from See? my school. And she sketched and painted and did artwork, voluntary artwork up until she died. She literally died with a paintbrush in her hand at age 98. She Stop. was 98 years old in August of 1993 due to heart failure. Her husband, unfortunately, died in, like, the 50s. So her, like, prime grandma life with all of her achievements happened, sadly, after her husband died. Because he had a heart attack, and then she was like, I'm gonna do me and, like, have a Smithsonian show, be a bomb-ass lady. And then she ended up living to 98 and then, like, died in her home. And had the fucking best life ever, but yeah, she reminds me of uh, Eliza Hamilton. How she like lived fifty years after her husband. Lived. Yeah, you know, it's just like well, you think that your whole life is a dude and this relationship and this commitment, and then he dies or leaves mm-hmm. you or you leave or him, whatever. whatever it is. Well, and look at this. She and all of a sudden best... you can have this whole new chapter. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like she had some of her best years after her husband died and mm-hmm. after her retirement. That is when she like honed in and she was like, I'm going to do me and I'm going to yeah. like do the things I love to do because I'm retired and I got a bunch of money and I'm just whatever, you know? Really good job, dude. Yeah, so cool. So she's amazing. Miss Regina Hughes. I'm very excited about the people we did. It was, like, different. It was, like, a sweet old lady and then, like, a young badass. Cheers. That was bad because both the glasses are full, but... See our corresponding Instagram posts for any additional resources, or feel free to reach out to our direct email at untoldhistory, spelled H-I-G-H-S-T-O-R-Y, at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram.